Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking up, or we're rounding out with day five of our To Everything a Time, Learning to Trust God in Every Circumstance devotional in the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick up with the Devo. Let's do it. The, the scripture, uh, I was actually just having like thoughts. I'm like, this one I didn't fully understand, but I'm going to read it anyways because there's sometimes a few I can choose from. I'm just being honest with you all. Um, I'm going to read it and hopefully it'll like be illuminated um, because I was trying to understand what it was saying. Anyways, so it's Songs of Song, chapter 8, verse 7, and it says this. Many waters cannot quench love, nor can rivers drown it. If a man tried to buy love with all of his wealth, his offer would be utterly scorned. Hmm. My like first thoughts of that verse is when you think about the love of the father, like you cannot quench his love in any way. Like rivers cannot drown out his love. But if a man tried to like buy his love mm-hmm. versus just receive it, yeah. then that's like not how it works. Yeah, it's not love. Yeah. Anyways, okay. The devotional says this. The better way, a time to love. Love is a word that has been overused, misused, cheapened, and corrupted. The mention of love assaults and often offends our senses from popular songs, advertising, promoting, tinkling and screaming and exhorting us from every direction. Even most dictionary definitions focus mainly on love in the sense of sexual attraction and relationship between people. The ancient Greeks had several definitions of love. The four most commonly used are eros, or sexual passion, phileo, deep friendship, storge, love of parents, children, and families, and then agape, the love of God for man and man for God. Perhaps agape love is the strongest and purest of the four, but any attempt to describe agape love will fall far short. For God's love is vast, immeasurable, unfailing, everlasting, and far beyond our human understanding. God is love. That's what he is made of. That's what he is. God's love is extended to everyone who has ever walked the face of the earth, whether they believe in him or not, whether they're poor or they're rich, highly successful or dismal failures, good or bad, nice or nasty, rulers of nations or beggars in the gutter. Nothing we do will make him love us less, and nothing we can try to do will earn his love. It's a gift, and it's free, because Jesus paid the price. God created us and loved us from the moment of our conception and will love us to the day we die. Whether we acknowledge him, mock and scorn him, deride him or deny him he longs for us to turn to him and be born again by his spirit and to live with him forever and his command to us is that we love one another that's easy when it's our families or the inspirational people we look up to or our best friend or the lovely people in our church not so easy though when it's a druggie hanging around our kids school or the bully who made our school days a misery or a dictator creating suffering for thousands, or the sarcastic boss you see every day, but still a command. For love is a powerful force, and there is no weapon against it. 
Martin Luther King Jr. said, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So let's accept the love of God in Jesus so that we can love ourselves and love others and in our own various ways hold back the darkness. It's time to love. Yeah, this is all great reminders. I think I think I want to get a little practical today. I love the the different descriptions of love. I love I love 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 love, right? I feel like I've said it 15 times already. So I think something that was really eye-opening to me is when I realized that we all have a desire for all these types of love and connections. So again, eros, which is like a sexual passion, phileo is like a deep friendship, like you scratch my back, I scratch your back type of friendship, relationship love. Then there's storge, which is like like connection through blood or things like that. And then there's agape, which is totally unconditional love, which is just, there's no strings attached. Yeah. I'm going to scratch your back. You don't need to scratch mine. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like sometimes, just like what the author was saying, is we can start to put way too much weight on one of them. Like society mm-hmm. is all about Eros love. That's what society is like. Oh, that's love. But you don't always see them talking about the friendship love or you see them talking about the the agape type of love. And so what I realized is that I was, I was mixing boundaries. And so there were people that say God had called me to love, but I was only supposed to agape love them, but I had yoked myself with phileo love, or maybe actually I'm not supposed to be a close friend, or maybe that that type of love was not meant to have reciprocity where I'm kind of demanding something back because then I was constantly let, let down. Mm-hmm. So I think what could be a good practical thing for us all to think about is that who in our life are we currently having conflict with when it comes to love? And am I loving them the, the correct way? Yeah. Am I... Loving people because, hey, these are just my family and I love them. And I don't always have to expect things back like the phileo love. Mm-hmm. Or am I am I in a situation where I'm, I'm constantly doing agape love and actually now someone's taking advantage of me. And I know that I shouldn't expect anything in return with that. But now it's created unhealthy. Uh, it's become an unhealthy relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good chance for us to check in on that and making sure that we're not mixing the different descriptors or types of love in areas where they shouldn't be. Yeah, that's good. I've never really thought about it that way. Um, I think in inside of doing that, inside of kind of taking an inventory of your relationships and looking at all that, really invite the Holy Spirit into that process too. And because I do think, it, you know, it can be hard to love even those that you're called to love. And so we have to invite the Holy Spirit into that process because like it was saying, love is a command it's not really optional, right? Like God does not see you loving your neighbor as like an optional command. Like when asked, like what is the most important command behind loving God with all your mind, your heart, and your soul, it is love one another. And so it's tough, but it's one of those things that we're called to do. And so you'll love your parents, you love your siblings, you love your spouse, even inside of like conflict and everything, there's like this underlying, just like deep love. But that person who's wronged you, that person on the street, like how can we love them better? And sometimes that's, we love from afar. We love them in our prayer life. It doesn't mean we have to yoke or take advice from, et cetera. There's 
an importance to boundaries. I believe that boundaries are biblical, right? So how do we operate in a healthy way of like having boundaries, but also making sure that we're loving in a way that is honoring to the Lord and his commandments. Um, and I don't think that we can do it in our own strength. I don't think that we can be led by our feelings in this area of life. I think that we have to operate in the overflow of the Holy Spirit. Um, I was just reading, I think it was in Colossians. I'm not really sure. Um, but but Paul was talking about, I can see the Holy Spirit working in you because of the way you have been loving each other. And so I think it's a great witness of the gospel when we are able to love in a way that looks different. Yeah, but then also understanding that there's a different types of love. Yes. And you're not being unloving to somebody if you're not offering them phileo love where yes. there'd be an unhealthy dynamic. Like Tori said, you can love someone from afar. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I see that a lot with breakups. Yeah. A lot of people, they go through a breakup and I'm, I've done this before, but it's where you're like, you're like, oh, but like this person's going to have a hard time or maybe they're going to walk away from the Lord and all this stuff. It's like, I had to remind myself that God loves this person more than I do. And so I can love them from afar in my prayer life but I don't need to be yoked to them yeah. with that friendship love or even agape love yeah. to that circumstance because it would be an unhealthy boundary I didn't want being crossed. And so yeah. it's just great to know that there are other options yeah. than the things that we immediately think of when it comes to love. So true. Want to praise now? I do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you are love and that you teach us through the Holy Spirit how to love people better, Father, and love people differently in the way that you've called us to love them. Father, would you help us understand these distinctions and these differences to set up healthy boundaries and operate inside of them in your peace? Father, we cannot do this without you, so we not only invite you into the process with us, but we just pray that you would lead and guide us in the decisions we make in regards to it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. And now's that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget to love you. We love you guys. And we're talking to you tomorrow. Cheerio. Cheerio.